Gentlemen, you're listening to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungemach. I'm the founder and curator of the Gird Up Podcast. Glad that you're with us. Hope that we can be of help to you, help you on your journey toward Christian manhood, uh, help draw you closer to your Heavenly Father. Today's episode of the Gird Up Podcast is sponsored by Pastor Mike Devotny and his new book, Three Words That Will Change Your Life, The Secret to Experiencing the Joy of God's Presence. Now, Pastor Mike Novotny is a co-pastor at The Core in Appleton, Wisconsin. He is the lead speaker for the media ministry Time of Grace and serves as the chairman of Conquerors Through Christ. Those three words that will change your life are God is here. That tiny little sentence can change everything. Truly understanding God's presence is the key to more happiness, less boredom, more rest, less rush, more love, less drama, more peace, and less fear. A deeply satisfying life doesn't require a sabbatical, a new career, or a New Year's resolution. As long as God is glorious enough and near enough, you can cast aside the cheap substitutes you've settled for and enjoy the life that is truly life here and now. This book will help you shake off the guilt and shame of sin and see yourself as God sees you. Find the joy that he has been waiting to give you as you discover how three little words can revolutionize your relationship with God. Again, the book is called Three Words That Will Change Your Life by Pastor Mike Novotny. I just finished reading it over the Christmas holiday. I loved it. It was great and uh, enjoyable. Um, it does an ex- excellent job of blending together humor. He's got probably the funniest um, text notes and footnotes that I've ever read in my life. Uh, he does a great job blending humor and his own quirky personality uh, with some really hard-hitting messages about law and gospel. And uh, it's like getting wrapped, the last couple chapters are like getting wrapped in a big warm hug from your Heavenly Father. It's it's a great book. It's an excellent read. Um, it's a fairly easy read. It's not, you know, it does not full of big technical words. It's in a common vernacular. Um, again, I can't praise it enough. Um, I really, truly enjoyed it. I wouldn't be advertising it if I didn't love it. Um, it is a gift, um, and uh, I really, dr- truly did enjoy reading it, and I believe that you'll get a lot out of it, too. That being said, if you would like to advertise on the Gird Up podcast, make sure you contact me let me know. I would be more than happy to do so. We can make a deal and get your product or your name or your brand or your ministry out there for more people to see. Let's start the show. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. All right, gentlemen, as we continue to explore men of the Bible, as we dig into Gideon a little bit more, uh, today we're going to talk about doing the impossible. Now, the story of Gideon comes from the book of Judges, chapters 6, 7, and 8. Today we're going to focus on chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. Early in the morning, Jerubbabel, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands in order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her. Announce now to the people, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left while 10,000 men remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will sift them for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. 
So Gideon took the men down to the water, and there the Lord told him, Separate those who lap the water with their tongues like a dog from those who kneel down to drink. Three hundred men lapped with their hands to their mouths, and all the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men that lapped water, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other men go, each to his own place. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites back to their tents, but kept the three hundred who took over the provisions and the trumpets of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, Get up, go down against the camp, because I am going to give it into your hands. Later on, the story continues. When Gideon heard all of this, he worshipped God. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, Get up! The Lord has given a Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them, with torches inside. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. And when I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then all around the camp blow yours and shout, for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars. Grasping torches in their left hands and holding their right hands, the trumpets that they were to blow, they shouted, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon! While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords, and the, army, and the army fled. So all the men of Ephraim were called out, and they took the waters of the Jordan as far as Beth-bara, and they also captured two of the Midianite leaders, Oreb and Zweb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb. They pursued the Midianites and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan. Ooh, pretty intense. Now, you've heard it. It's not going to happen, right? Or you've heard, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Or you've heard things like, if you want things done right, you have to do them yourself. These sayings and more are popular phrases in the business world, in schools, charities, government, just about anywhere else. And they're popular because they are usually true. The chances that your team will win the state championship, no matter how hard they work, are pretty small. That truck with no lights, no leaks, and no rust listed for a few hundred bucks probably has some work to be done, and buying it is risky. Uh, Volunteers, though they are free and generally good-hearted, aren't often known for getting the details right, and teenage minimum wage employees tend on the same track. While there are always pleasant exceptions to these rules, a wise manager will consider them and keep them in mind. But these rules are rules for earthly things, made true by a flawed and decaying creation, decimated by sin and continually drifting further and further towards destruction and the consequences of several millennia of collective worldly sin. They may be wise in human eyes, but they don't account for God. When we, as we are tempted to do, apply the wisdom of the world to the vast and incomprehensible and almighty and omniscient and omnipotent and present king of kings, we put the one over whom rules and laws have no power in a man-made box. Now, of course, we as human beings do not have the authority or the power 
to actually subdue the Creator, but when we imagine He's nothing more than what we can fathom, we limit our own ability to see, love, and trust in Him to the limits with which we are familiar. So, when we apply wisdom, like it's not going to happen, or it's probably not going to happen, or it's if it's too good to be true, it probably is, or if you want things done right, you have to do them yourself. If you apply wisdom like that, that's worldly wisdom, to the things of God, you limit God to worldly limits, right? You limit God to what you can imagine. You limit God to what you've experienced. It's easy for us to fall into the same trap and put God in a box. Gideon had judged himself and his God by what he'd seen around him. He knew the children of Israel claimed to be a chosen nation, claimed to be God, and claimed by God to be his own. But when he looked at the devastation that the Midianites wrought, he wondered how big the God of the Israelites could actually be. Um, He's led to make an assumption, and that assumption is that God has abandoned them and that he's not coming back. The God of Israel is at least spiteful and angry and at very worst is gone or dead. And that's what he says in Judges chapter 6. And it's easy for us to fall into the same trap and put God in a box like Gideon did. Um, if, if I don't know that God is as he is, if I don't know God as he truly is, it's really hard to see God around me. I start to believe that I'm really alone, that there is no God, or at least that he doesn't care about me, but he's there. He's watching and he's waiting, aching and desiring the day that we learn to see him as he is. For Gideon, that began at, a, at the wine press with an unexpected call. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. I am sending you. Later, Gideon sees miraculous signs and his life is spared from angry relatives, a dry fleece when the ground is covered with dew, and the next morning the opposite. And then the Lord's mighty victory where he used 300 men to kill hundreds of thousands and to restore peace and prosperity to Israel. Gideon saw these miraculous things. God's probably not going to speak to you in words as he did to Gideon, but doubtless he's calling your name. He knows you, he values you, and he has work waiting for you to do. Good works prepared in advance for you to do. God still moves in mighty ways every day here in his creation. And if you want to see God moving in these mighty ways, you must learn to see him and follow where he leads. Now as we reflect on that, I want you to think about three things. First of all, what limiting beliefs do you have about God? What do you believe, where do you believe God's limits are? Right? What do you believe that God can't do is maybe a better way to say that. What do you believe that God can't do? And, and what makes you think that? Um, I, I really do want you to sit down and ponder that. Think about that. What do you believe God cannot do? And I want you to look into why you believe that. I want you to judge and say, is that really something that I've learned from Scripture? Is that really something... That's true, or is that me putting my man-made limits on an everlasting and eternal and all-powerful God? The second thing I want you to think about is, do miracles still happen? And if you think they do, I want you to explain. If you, if you think they don't, I also want you to explain. Um, but I, I want you to open up your mind. I want you to think about God who is beyond limits, right? I want you to really think. Do miracles happen today? And obviously, I think you can tell that that I would say they do. They do happen today. So what is the context of them? Um, How can you see them? How do you know? Right? That's what I want you to think about. 
Finally, um, Gideon asked for signs from God to prove that he was there and that he was present and active and on Gideon's side. Um, my question for you is, have you ever tangibly felt God near? Right? I think most of us have, where you tangibly feel that God is with you and he's near you. Right? Have you ever had a moment where you sucked in your breath and just whispered, God is here? If you have, I want you to latch on to that. I want you to think about the beauty of that moment. I want you to think about what was going on. I want you to think about it, that experience, what made you feel that way, what made you think that way. Um, and I want you to apply that then to every situation. Um, that's one of the things I love about the book uh, that we advertised at the beginning of this show, that three words that will change your life by Pastor Mike Novotny. He, he talks about that. He talks about the idea of God being here. And he talks about how he repeats that to himself on days where he's struggling, on days where he fails to see God in the little things. He says, I just repeat that to myself. God is here. God is here. God is here. God is here. And I start to believe that and understand it and realize that it's true and it changes the reality that I'm living in. It's good stuff, fellas. I want you to reflect. What limiting beliefs do you have about God? So what do you believe God can't do? Um, I want you to think about miracles and ask yourself, do miracles still happen? I want you to look for them. And then three, Gideon asked for signs from God to prove that he was there. When have you felt tangibly felt God's presence. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about why and where. All right. Let's pray, fellas, end this thing with a prayer. Lord, you hold all power in heaven and on earth. Let us see your glory in all things and around us every day. Let us learn to know and see you as you are and trust in your promises to provide and protect and preserve us and to hear and answer our prayers. We do believe, Lord. Help us overcome our unbelief. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.